Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hey there, friend, and welcome back to another episode of Self-Love for Breakfast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. Thank you so much for being here today. We have a really awesome guest. I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. Her name is Martika Chanel. She is the author of two published children's books, and her newest book for adults is called What to Do with These Red Flags. And it focuses on the importance of self-love, we know we love this, and how to build a healthy inner relationship in order to cultivate and maintain healthy external relationships. Martika, welcome to Self-Love for Breakfast. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Crystal. I'm excited. Yeah, I love that you're here. So we have this um, initiation that we do on every episode. It's called Goals, Gratitude, and Badassery. So right off the bat, right now, what are your goals? Right now, my goals are to enter into the military is my, my, yeah, my first goal right now. Wow. (laughs) Yes. A second goal is to... uh, right now is to have a successful course launch for building self-assurance with uh, children and adults. And yeah, and then it's continuing to be the best mommy that I can be because I do have three beautiful souls that um, I've been blessed with. So yeah. I love that. And gratitude, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for the opportunity to continue to uh, be a mother and also to uh, pour positivity into the universe and yeah, just um, help others get to where it is that they need to be. I love it. And a badassery. So something you've done recently that you are proud of or that you think is pretty badass. <laughs> so for me, okay. So my <laughs> schedule is super jam packed, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, don't, I honestly, sometimes I don't know how I do everything, but um, the most recent thing that I did is I scored really, really well on my entry exam for the military. And I was super proud of myself because I have to juggle so many hats. And I'm like, wow, you did this. So <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That is pretty badass. I love it. So talk to me about this book, What to Do with These Red Flags. Because just upon, um, you know, of course, I explained what it technically is about. But just hearing mm-hmm. that to me, I'm like... Oh, okay. You know, like thinking about getting into relationships and in the beginning, like when you see all these red flags, like I feel like it's very common, um, at least in my past, uh, to ignore, (laughs) to ignore red flags and just kind of like keep going. Yeah. I just keep going because it, you know, a new relationship feels good and all that. Um, and I think a lot of women even today, you know, ignore red flags. So tell me a little Mm. bit about your book and, and what was the the inspiration for this and all, all of the things. Absolutely. So the book, not only does it tackle identifying red flags amongst other people, it's, 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 I wanted to start at the root of that. And so in order to do that, we have to understand what our own red flags are. Yes, mm, yeah. we have those. <laughs> so, um, and we don't like to call ourselves out. So this book is, it really helps us to, to do that in a way that's, uh, that's gentle and, 
I also am transparent as well because um, I've been there and and I get it. So um, yeah, I wanted I wanted us to take um, to do a mirror check essentially so that we're able to understand what it is that we're dealing with. And the inspiration behind the book, believe it or not, was uh, the the end of my of my marriage. I I had to take a step back to assess some things within myself because it can't just always be the other person, right? So um, it was really an opportunity for me to grow. And uh, girl, did I grow <laughs> tenfold? <laughs> I, I grew exponentially, and everything's good, you know. Um, even with the the post post marriage, we have a great uh, relationship, co parentship, and uh, we're still excellent friends. So yeah, it all works out, man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So when I used to blog, I actually started out blogging about dating relationships and. And for me, I felt like there was so much responsibility on our part. You know, I think there were a lot of dating and relationship bloggers that would like blame men. Um, and not to say like they didn't you know, carry their own side. They certainly did. But I felt like it was so important. Like, what am I doing? Right. Like, what am I doing? What am I bringing to this relationship? Why didn't this last one work? Or, or you know, how can I communicate better? How can I be better? for this relationship. So I love, and, and may, I wasn't so gentle. So I love that you're, I'm a lot gentler now, but I love that you're, you know, gentle in doing that because it's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I even, um, you know, whenever I was getting feedback from um, when I, the book first released and from my beta readers, um, for example, they were like, wow, I needed to hear that. You know, as mm-hmm. tough as it was, you know, I had people calling it an internal read <laughs> because um, some things we don't think about uh, just because we're so focused on highlighting someone else's issues that oh, we yeah. forget that we have our own. So, Totally. I mean, well, and there's, I think there's a lot of, you know, shame because we have this like idea that we're supposed to be perfect and, and, you know, and it's always like the other person, the other person was wrong, you know, because if I have to admit Mm -hmm. that I'm wrong, then maybe I'm bad and I don't want to be bad. Right. And we'll do exactly. Yeah. And it's painful. Like we don't, we want to avoid that, but it's not about being bad or wrong. It's, it's about responsibility. Mm, yeah, responsibility and accountability. I totally agree with that. And this too, just that I like that you talked about the, you know, painting someone as the bad person. Um, you know, there are instances where people, you know, uh, do unscrupulous things and just, um, you know, just some outlier things, but just yeah. um, for typical relationships, you know, it doesn't make a person a bad person because they made poor choices. Um, they just made poor choices, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that goes for ourselves as well. You know, we're not bad people. You know, we just have to do better. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I mean, especially in relationships cause it, you know, it involves another person and it's like, how did I get here? Like, mm-hmm. how did I get here? And, and at any place in your life, you know, if, if you're in a job that you hate or you're in just like a, any sort of situation that is unpleasant, you got yourself there in some way, shape, or form. Like the choices that mm-hmm. you made culminated to this moment. And no one likes hearing that. <laughs> they don't. And I love that you talk about that too, Crystal, because we have to understand that we made those choices based on what season that we were in in our life. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you're at a, a low point in your life, for example, and you're, you're looking externally for someone to uh, fulfill you or to fill your cup, for example, uh, the choices that you make probably aren't going to be what you would make if you were whole, you know, if yeah. you, you know, really took the time to discover who you are and really be settled and comfortable with, with, with yourself. Yeah. I love that so much. 
I love that so much. And <laughs> it's, it's funny because like I I've been there and I've evolved so much as a person. And I forget that there are a lot of people who are still in like these painful cycles, like, and it's so important to kind of talk about it and address it where it's like, you know, if you're, if you're in, you know, you go through a breakup and you're miserable, right. Cause we mm-hmm. all are very, very sad after a breakup. That's normal. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> normal. <laughs> very sad. Even if it like needed to happen, like it's still, you know, it's sad. <laughs> Um, and then like, you know, I've seen this happen a lot as a lot of women like bounce into like the next guy who makes them feel good or going straight from one relationship to another. Cause it's like, they cannot do it themselves. They cannot be alone. They need that like external validation. Yeah. And that's why I recommend in my book too. Uh, and I even did this myself. So it's not just me just giving advice. I also took my own advice and it worked, you know, <laughs> uh, but really taking the time after a breakup to um, have a selfish season and to really, so that, that we were able to take a step back and to assess need, your wants, your desires, and also the, the areas where you need enhancement the most. And, um, and you know, and, and during that time also, you're able to discover things about yourself that maybe you didn't know beforehand. I know I did. <laughs> I don't know if you've been there before either, Crystal, but, you know, just things like, you know, I, I actually like getting my nails done, you know, uh, and I hadn't take, taken the time to, to do that or to see what self-care methods have I been missing. So now mm. I'm, I get it, you know, and I've implemented those things and they're on a routine uh, cycle. Um, so it's part of my, my everyday and um, weekly regimen because I took the time to do that instead of, like you said, looking, looking for someone to validate you. Yeah. I mean, it's very tempting, <laughs> you oh, know, it's really so tempting. tempting. <laughs> so tempting. <laughs> I mean, especially, you know, when you're down, it's just like, well, I mean, and especially as a woman, like no offense guys, but like, it's really easy for us to find someone who will like say nice things to us. Like it just is. It's it, especially the internet. I mean, it's, it's easy to find that out there. Um, and I love how you said like discovering things about yourself because like you would think, you know, you spend all this time in your, in your body or you're in yourself. You think you would know what you like and what you don't like, but over time, especially when you're in a relationship um, and especially a toxic relationship, all of these things that make you, you kind of start to like melt away or like into this other mm-hmm. person, especially, you know, and if you're codependent, um, oh, yeah. 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 And it's that's like, the one. that's the one, <laughs> right. It's like, what do I even like? You know, if you always, um, I see couples that are like constantly with their significant other and they, they're always doing the same thing together. Um, which is fine. It's great to have like common interests, you know? Right. Yeah. But like, there's some that it's kind of like, okay, this is his thing. And you kind of made it yours, you know, (laughs) go ahead and admit it. Right. Like you joined in, you probably don't love it, but like, maybe you just like, cause you wanted to like do that with them. But like, what do you like to do? What brings you joy? And I think a lot of women do not know the answer to that question. I know. You know, what's crazy is that we, you know, in my marriage, I was actually, I've always been great with understanding, you know, always having my own thing going on. I've always been great with that, but I also think that you can have too much me time too in a mm. relationship to where you all aren't, you know, um, I had um, a guest on one of my talks and they mentioned, you know, uh, in a marriage relationship, having a tune up. So if you're not investing a lot of time in your tune up or you're skipping a couple months, you know, you can start to drift apart and other things seep in to create division. So, um, yeah, just keep that in mind. That's so true. I mean, 
whatever balance, but like finding a happy balance that works. Cause like, so my husband's in NASCAR. Um, and so he travels every weekend. Right. And yeah, uh, most, most years it's been like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. And so he's gone almost all weekend. Um, this year we uh, supposedly he's only going to be gone one day. <laughs> um, but that gives us a ton of space apart, but then we also have separate interests and hobbies yeah. and I have, you know, business, all this stuff. And so, we, we have a lot of separate time, but we do love to spend time together, but we do have to be intentional. Like we would Mm -hmm. do, um, not just a date night where we go out to dinner and stuff like that. We do sometimes, but we do a date night weekly, um, where we, when it was nice out, we would sit outside on our little patio and like, yeah. And he would smoke a cigar and I would like drink a glass of wine and we didn't have our phones and we would just talk because, you know, like just, like, yes. let's just connect. Let's just talk. How are you doing? How am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. how are we doing? <laughs> um, and it, and it, it's so necessary because I realize that, you know, most nights, like when we get into bed to like watch TV or something together, like I'm scrolling, he's scrolling, like we're watching yeah. a show. Like we're not even really kind of acknowledging each other. We're together, but we're not. So I, I totally agree. I think it's like really important to remember, like, to have that like connection time with, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's why you're with them, but then also not yeah. feel like you need to be up their butts constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, it's a balance, right? Yeah. yeah. And then too, things change over time. And I, and I talk about this um, in terms of like who you are as a person. So maybe, you know, for example, at the beginning of your marriage, maybe the things that connected you all, you know, maybe they have changed, you know, or taken a yes. different form over time. So you have to understand that. And then, also in that same breath is that, you know, your partner's also going through a transition in life just as you are. So it's, you really have to work, like you said, have an open communication, which is so important to keep mm-hmm. the intimacy. So I love that, that you all do that. Yes. Growing together versus growing apart. So yeah. huge. So huge. And I think the worst thing I always hear in like, I don't know, movies, TV shows or whatever mm-hmm. is like, you changed. You know, you changed. Oh, yeah. It's like, what do you expect? It's been 10 years, girl. Like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> That's supposed to happen. That's healthy. <laughs> You're not the person I married. Oh my God. Like my, my husband and I have been together for 10 years. We've been married for six. And like the person we were when we met is yeah. honestly, it's kind of embarrassing the people we were. <laughs> like, it's kind of embarrassing who we were at the time. And we're so different. We're worlds, worlds, worlds away, but we've Mm -hmm. chosen to grow together versus apart. Right. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like people are, you're supposed to grow. You're supposed to change and then supporting each other through that growth and through that change. Absolutely. And then with that, you know, um, we're all, you know, different things are going on. So it's not just all just roses and smell goods, you know, throughout right. the process. So you're, you're really having to balance, you know, your improvement areas and intertwine with theirs. They're going to look different. It's, and like you said, you know, um, over time you're changing. So understanding how you're able to embrace that, uh, what you all need, talking about that tune-up, you know, do you all need a third party to come in and kind of speak with you all? Whatever the case is, but um, just really choosing to choose each other and the relationship because there are three parties in the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to wait tables like forever ago, a really long time ago. (laughs) And I was working at TGI Fridays. I think I was like, oh my God, like, 18 or 19 years old. And I waited on this old couple 
And they were very interested in like talking to me beyond like the menu. Okay. So they Aww, wanted to talk I about love those couples. Right? <laughs> they want to talk about this thing. And and the thing that they told me that stood out the most to me to this day, okay, this is like 20 mm-hmm. years later, is they it. said, love is a verb. Mm, yeah. It's a verb. It's a choice. It's not just, it doesn't just, you know, they said you have to choose it, decide it, embrace it, be it. Like you have to, it's a verb. And I was like, yes. wow. Okay. Like it was so cool. <laughs> You're like, you know what it is. I'm supposed to do. Right. Not mm-hmm. just say, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's not just, they're not just words. It's not just like mm-hmm. just a feeling. It's an action. Like there is action loving action that goes along with that. I love that. And, you know, also talking about that as well, when you're talking about the action, mm-hmm. it's loving the person the way that they want to be loved. You know, everyone has different um, love languages, for example. Yeah. And if you love someone, you have to choose to love them the way that they want to be loved or else they don't feel that because that's not, if they don't like gifts, you can't yeah. keep giving them <laughs> gifts and expecting them to, you know, so maybe there's this quality time or words yeah. of affirmation, whatever the case is. So, yeah. And then, and then also, right. If your love language is gifts and you want gifts and you're not getting gifts, like noticing the other ways that they are showing their love and like they're, you know, like noticing because there's so much appreciation we can have for that while we're kind of mm-hmm. like trying to get our needs met in that way. Totally. So talk to me about co-parenting because Mm -hmm. I think there are probably a lot of women listening who, you know, are in various degrees of co-parenting. You know, there's some, um, you know, I know some women who uh, their exes aren't involved at all. Um, Mm. Not even, won't even send money (laughs) for the kids, you know? And then there's some that I know that have like these ridiculously amazing co-parenting relationships and like the bonus mom and dad are like involved they go on trips together like where it's like really that opposite end of the spectrum (laughs) so talk talk to me about that like what what makes you feel like you have a successful you know or what are what are attributes of like a successful co-parenting relationship Absolutely. I will say that we're, we're just in the the second phase that you mentioned the second. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) you know, uh, we don't have uh, significant others of our own at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say the ingredient that makes it um, successful, which we have is maturity. You you both have to be mature and understanding that it's not about you. Um, It's about what the children was going to make them happy. So that that's our main focus is what makes them happy. So you know, children love to see their parents together and happy and uh, just cordial. They like to see that. So that's we do. And it's genuine. Uh, but at the beginning, I will say it's not after a breakup. It may not be like that because um, everyone's trying to understand the end of the relationship. And mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where is this going kind of thing? But uh, eventually for us, it just kind of um, molded that way. And uh, we're able just to understand that we're their parents. This is our responsibility. And we also want them to have a good idea of what love means. Even if a union didn't work out the way society says that it should, uh, we still we still demonstrate love to them because yeah. we genuinely care for each other and we, st- we still love each other. I mean, you can't just not love someone after so many years. So, yeah, that's very true. That's very true. It just sometimes it just doesn't work out. It's, yeah, it just doesn't. But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> sometimes yeah. it just doesn't work out. Um, I know I love that though, because like, you know, putting your kids first, right? Like I, I do see people just trying to hurt each other and like using children like to do that. It's just so sad. It's so devastating. And as like a child of divorce myself, like it was, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, you know, having to hear one parent talk about the other and like trying to like put you on one side or the other. Um, it sucks, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's unfair. Yeah. yeah. And then you can't just like really enjoy being with that parent. It's like you, you're almost afraid to enjoy your time with one parent or the other, because the other one's like mad or upset about it. Or if you do, you know, a step parent comes into the picture, like you're afraid to like that person because like, mm-hmm. you don't want to hurt the feelings of, you know, so there's a lot there. And I think when, when both parents are able to be mature and to, you know, understand that like, yeah, their feelings are valid, but they're not the only, you're not, your feelings aren't the only ones who matter here. Um, exactly. Yeah. Your kids have got to, you know, and, and to let them feel good and confident and not like they're upsetting mm-hmm. anyone is like, I mean, bare minimum, it should be <laughs> bare minimum. Bare minimum. You know, I agree with that. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, tenfold. And, and on top of that too, children, I always view mine as just a smaller adult, you know, smaller, small humans, you know, yeah. they have feelings, they have thoughts. And so taking those into consideration as well. And plus, Mine are pretty vocal, especially my our, our oldest. She's very vocal, <laughs> so um, I don't even think she would tolerate that if we, <laughs> if we if we weren't cordial. So um, yeah, and it's just trying to be a good example because um, when I whenever they grow up, um, I want them to look up to me and not look at me. Yeah, ooh, ooh, that's good. I want them to look up to me, not at me. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one hit. Yeah. Oh, so good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, I think it's, I mean, so, thank, yeah. it's so important. Like it's, it's so important, I think, to talk about, you know, especially like blended families are, mm-hmm. are um, not just common, but like it, the stigma around it has pretty mm-hmm. much, you know, almost completely gone away. Whereas like when, yeah. when I was a kid, it was like, oh, I know, right? It's the D word. It was like a whole thing. And I was like, I'm glad. Yeah. And I was like, that needed to happen. Even as a kid, I understood that. I was like, I don't know why I have to go to this uh, little classroom like once a week with the other divorced kids. We had to like (laughs) talk about our feelings. I was like, this is this is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's fine, but having it, you know, like the normalization of it now today and then, and then navigating yeah. that, you know, I can't even imagine, you know, back then, like being able to be friends, like knowing anyone who was friends with their, their ex, you know, and letting that be okay. And now that it's, I think it's like pretty, a lot more normal for Mm-hmm. able to get along and it doesn't always have to be dramatic I I think like breakups ah, yes. you know like mm-hmm. people are always looking for especially you know if you are getting that kind of validation or you're just so afraid to be alone I think mm-hmm. it's like you're, you're waiting for something big it has to be so big and so awful and so horrific that like that's what will get you to like break up or leave um it doesn't have yeah. to be that dramatic it doesn't. And that's why I say have the conversation. Mm. Um, have Even if it's painful, uh, I, have the conversation. If you're not feeling the relationship anymore, if, you're, if you feel as though 
you are destined to be in another relationship or you mm-hmm. even want to see if, if another relationship better suits you, then you have to communicate that um, because there's nothing worse than doing that and not telling the other person. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, like it's just, just have a conversation. Like you all talked about everything else, you know, even though I feel like that hurt is, is better than the other hurt you know, mm-hmm. the alternative, which yeah. is just to do it and then, then find out later or it comes up later. So um, because we're human um, and sometimes that happens and we have to understand too that love is a gamble, even though you are at the altar or you're at the, the courthouse and you're saying those vows, it's still a gamble. A person has the, the option to change their mind at any time, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so we have to be mindful of that too. Yeah, well, we never really know what's in another person's head, even even if they tell us, you know, how they feel. Girl. Like we never really Girl. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, sometimes you can be completely blindsided. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So good. So, self love, obviously, like you know, we talked about it after, right. After like kind of refinding yourself after a breakup, but like, what about in a relationship? Like, how do you feel? What do you think is like the best way to kind of like have your, have your own self-love, like be really, really strong while you're with Mm -hmm. someone. While you're with someone, I think it's important to, I'm I'm big on affirmations and journaling, for Mm -hmm. example. So just ensuring that you're pouring into yourself, in a healthy manner. Uh, so you're still, you're speaking positively to yourself, over yourself. Um, and also that you're understanding what it is that makes you feel good. So if, you know, dressing up and going out makes you feel good, doing that on your own without having to wait on your partner to do that, because that that's what helps you to feel, um, feel your best, to, to bring out the confidence in yourself. So um, just those types of things and taking time for self-care, extremely important understanding what that is for you what that looks like if it's connecting with nature um going on a vacation or or a trip for example Mm. uh, once a quarter whatever whatever works for you but just understanding what that is so that you're able to again be a whole person without having someone else meet feel like you need someone else to to make you whole yeah yeah it's important you know like in my relationship it's like I have a very full life he has a very full life and then we have a full life together and so we're able you know it's like there are three (laughs) important elements here otherwise you know I I can I can't imagine not having my own thing (laughs) I couldn't either (laughs) I couldn't either it's so important and that's why it's important that um and I, I think I talk about this at the very beginning of my book is, a, is that if you don't know yourself or if you're asked six questions, you know, and if you answer yes to any of them, mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, this is your nudge to <laughs> kind of like go find yourself, <laughs> go, hey you know, discover, discover self. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with getting a relationship and getting it wrong to understand what it is that you, what you want, because we've all been there too. I, I think I can safely say, but uh, mm-hmm. why go through the hassle and the, and, and the heartache if you if you just really take the time to to sit with self and experience yourself. Um, yeah. I think it's so important for like in the dating space, like this is something I practiced like before I met my husband, but it was like, mm-hmm. I could go on like a good first date or like even a pretty great first date and just not feel like the spark or whatever. And so instead of just yeah. trying to force it, I was just like, no, you know, instead of, you. you know, instead of like, okay, well, this guy likes me and like this could go somewhere. <laughs> 
you know, I'm like, cause I used to do that like way back when. And I was like, I'm just not going to do that. If I'm just like, not like, oh, okay, this is wow. You know, then yeah. I'm just going to like kind of move on. And I, I feel like, you know, or even just after like a handful of dates or hanging out with someone for a couple mm-hmm. of months and then being like, this isn't the thing, you know, this isn't really the thing yeah. and just ending it. Um, I feel like we want to hold on. I feel like women just like want to hold on because like, I, I don't know, it almost like, like there won't be another. And it's like, no, like yeah. <laughs> it's like a numbers plenty. game. It's a numbers <laughs> game. Like, you know, this one ain't it. Throw them away and get a new one. You know? yes. <laughs> He's not it. He's not it. She's not it. I love that you said that too. And that's why I say, Hey, make a list. And that way, if you make a list, you understand you've had the, the, yeah. you've thought about it you've processed everything. And that way, whenever you do encounter someone, you're not trying to force it you understand Mm -hmm. like oh no you know what he doesn't make make the list you know and it may not be everything on your list but um if he's only you know knocking off one and you have 20 on there that's probably (laughs) not your person (laughs) so right yeah. yeah. I, I love that. Go on. Yeah. Go on I like, I like mm-hmm. the list too, but like, I, I think like some women like do the whole, like they'll do be like blue eyes, <laughs> muscles, you know? And it's like, okay. Like we don't yeah. always know what someone's going to look like, but <laughs> like, let's go into like character traits, like kind, That's it. Yeah. funny, mm-hmm. you know, or what <laughs> things like that, you know, integrity. Yeah. Um, as mm-hmm. opposed to six foot five or taller. <laughs> what? Like you have, what do you mean? You know, or like, oh exactly. no, I, I don't date short guys or I don't date whatever guys. And it's like, okay, well you just like wiped out an entire category. Like what if there was a super great guy that would totally be compatible right. with the love of your life. And you just like eliminated him because like, He's an inch under your height requirement. (laughs) Like that's, let's think bigger. (laughs) I I agree with that. And you know what? um, That's why I include an exercise as well. There there are a few exercises throughout the the book because it's really important for it. Like um, that we can, we really, you know, we're careful about what, what goes on our list. You know, it should be, you know, um, genuine attributes, you know, things mm. that make a person, their character, what their, their qualities are, their innate qualities. So, um, yes, I'm glad that you mentioned that. It's so important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm just like picking because I, I know that like, <laughs> not all women do that. People but... love tall. Yeah. We, we, we yeah, I think we're all like, Oh, I'm a tall guy. A lot of, yeah. a lot of them are. Yeah. Not everyone, but a lot. Yeah. yeah I've just had They're some friends that were, yeah, they were just like real hung up on like physical attributes. And I was like, so, I mean, there have been times where I've been crazy attracted to someone that I would never think in a million years that I would be. I just was like, because it was like the whole person, you know, as opposed to like yeah. one quality. So just keep an open mind, ladies. If you are single and looking, keep an open <laughs> mind. <laughs> a second Make that. a list. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So much fun. So I like to kind of end things out. We're doing something new. We used to end on a quote, but now we're changing it up. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is how do you eat self-love for breakfast? Oh, I like that. How do I eat self-love for breakfast? First and foremost, I always, um, I always speak gratitude when I wake up. That's the very mm-hmm. first thing. Um, and, um, just taking, uh, taking the time to look around and see um, the things that I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, you know, so I, I see my children every day, for example. And, um, and also whenever I'm 
getting ready, you know, just my little pep talk and my affirmations <laughs> that I do. And yeah, so that's how I eat self-love for breakfast. I love that. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Martika, where can my audience find you? Yeah, so you all can find me. I'm on Instagram and uh, TikTok and uh, under the um, the handle at Martika Chanel. I'm also, I also have a Facebook page as well. If, you will, if you're on there, it's at author Martika Chanel. I'm on LinkedIn as well, um, but more so active on Instagram and on TikTok. Perfect. And you guys, just yes. so you know, Chanel is an S-H, not, not Chanel like Coco Chanel, like S-H-A-N-E-L. Yes. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Awesome. Thank Thank you you. so much for being here today. This was so fun. Thank you for having me, Crystal. Yes, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it. (laughs) If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story. Send it to a friend who might need it. Or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose, and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.